Alex of Uroko, Uroko fame. Alex, say hi. Hello, hello. All right. Yeah, you're here. Cool. So the great Alex Czech, you've been on the pod how many times? This is your third, fourth? Third time. Sweet. Yeah, Good. always a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, Alex, uh, well, we have to reintroduce you a little bit. Let's First, let's, let's reintroduce the person. Alex Czech is a neighbor of mine. I consider you a close friend as well as a, um, well... You're a teacher. You teach graphic design. Yep, at Los Gatos High School. Los Gatos High School. Cool. Yeah. You have a history in surf as well. Yep. As yeah. a as a what? Well, multiple things, I guess you could say. Um, grew up surfing, bodyboarding. Yeah. yeah competed competed as a as a boogie. Yeah. And uh, still am a boogie today. Yeah. On top of you know standing up longboarding. Yeah. To do all that. Um, worked in the surf industry for a long time. Yeah. You know, surf retail. Worked at a well BJ Surf Shop back in the day, K Five Surf Shop when they were around, and then uh, later in life Aqua Surf Shop in SF. Nice. Yeah. Aqua's a cool shop. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty core shop. They've got a great board selection. Yeah. They, they're one of the few shops out there that focus on I'd say more hard goods. Hard goods. Yeah, and the guys yeah. actually surf there and know what they're talking about. Right. But the money acre is soft goods. Which leads me to another aspect of you, yeah. <laughs> and this isn't you the person, but professionally, you, uh, you've launched the brand Uroco. Yeah, yeah, I've been uh, doing Uroco for about 13 years now. Mm. So it really, it started off just as a way to get my artwork out there and make it more accessible. Um, it, it's just so hard to sell a painting for eight to 10 grand, you know, yeah. and I just had all these friends, surf rats that would want something. I'm like, why don't I just put my artwork on a t-shirt, you know? Yeah. So it's, 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 uh, treated me right. It's just a lot of work, you know? Yeah. I enjoy doing it though. Yeah. The website's Eroko.com. Yep. And your Instagram is? Uh, Eroko Life. Eroko Life. Cool. Yeah. I've been trying to get Eroko by itself for a long time, but there's yeah. this uh, Japanese lady out there or she, she's out of Japan. She's mm -hmm. got four posts. So if she's <laughs> listening, I want, I want, I just want regular Eroko. Cause it is a Japanese name. It means it, it, fish scales. You're correct. That's yep. cool. And who's your target? I mean, obviously everyone's your target demo, but I mean, really what, what does your clothing rant speak to? I, I find it appealing. It definitely has a, a water vibe to it, a surfy kind of vibe to it. Is that what you're going for with the brand? Absolutely. I, I, I think the people that I try to speak to are people that uh, love the ocean. You know, they love to surf. They love to fish. Maybe they like to just walk on the beach. Uh, they love water in general, you know, because, uh, um, you know, I love being out in the mountains and on streams and in lakes. So really, any, anybody that loves to be on the water, you know, really, that's my target audience. But at the end of the day, it's people that um, they're not trying to identify with like a, a brand name in particular. They just want to identify with art that speaks to them yeah. about, you know, what they love to do. Yeah. And that's the focus. So I'm kind of anti-brand names on the chest, you know, personally. And that's kind of where I started this is just let's have some cool artwork and right. rock that. I agree. Brands, I get, um, yeah, I don't like, unless I really believe in the brand. For example, ironically, you're wearing a sweatshirt that says Burdell's yep. Surf Shop, but yep. it's a sick sweatshirt, you know? <laughs> well, and, and, and I will wear another person's brand, yes. you know, to support them. Yeah. And Burdell's is a wonderful shop yeah. here in Santa Cruz. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll rock Burdell's all day long. Yeah. Yeah. 
but like uh just like the, the yellow like if you saw me in 1999 i'd be wearing like a bright yellow hurley shirt right yeah. it straight up says hurley and then you see the kids balenciaga i mean it's just a freaking crew neck sweatshirt right and it's just and the quality of it is probably no greater than the Hanes, right? But just putting that Tom Ford or whatever logo on it is the thing. Yep, it's yeah. so gauche and tacky, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm with you on the logo thing. It's nice. And then apropos of, you know, <clears throat> I don't know if that's the right word to use, but whatever. And, and on the topic of Uroko and your clothing, the cut is legit. It's not like you just throw your artwork on just any, you know, any t-shirt like i could tell you put a lot of work into the fit of your clothing too right absolutely it, it, it took me a long time to find the right garment mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to make cheap things i want to make things that will last and you know i've been lucky to have some good quality gear go yeah. out there and and so you know not I've, i i rarely have anything returned but i think you know some things will come back but i always take care of people because i want to make sure that it is good yeah and they are happy i always tr- i always get excited when i see someone wearing your stuff too i was in san luis Obispo downtown eating uh, lunch with the great adam montiel who produces this and saw a guy walking with your hat or something he must have bought it where are you where are you carried in downtown slow uh, ccs ccs yeah. cool what other retailers up can you name uh that or is that are you afraid you'll forget one and it'll be like a faux pas on the pod uh, there, there there's a i'm very fortunate to be in a lot of accounts i mean we're not we're not huge but yeah. um we we have accounts down in san diego all the way up to you know washington to the east coast we've got some accounts over there we have accounts in hawaii now sick yeah who carries you in hawaii uh we are in deja vu on Kauai mm-hmm. and uh one love surf shop on oahu so do you distribute that product from Santa Cruz and ship it out there? Yes. Give it to a freight forwarder or no, we, uh, we use USPS. Yeah. Uh, That's just the cheapest way to ship it. And you know, as we, if, as we grow over there, we can potentially figure out other ways to do it. Cool. It's such a gnarly game, just figuring out like how to do things right and Mm. keep things cost effective. And, um, it's just a constant challenge trying to figure out the, the grand puzzle of distribution. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There are a lot of challenges in soft good retails. There is. And, and you're working with a lot of uh, mom and pop shops, you know, and everybody does things so differently. Uh, you just, it's just a juggle. Yeah. But at the end of the day, everybody, all, all of my accounts that I work with, I, I'm really appreciative of them and you know, they just, they're cool people, you know, they, I mean, I really respect what they do. Having a brick and mortar store these days, yeah. um, you have to be on it. You have to run a good crew. Uh, you have to be a, a part of your community. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's nice to be in those shops. Yeah. And it's nice to support brick and mortar. I'm just like the next man. I order stuff off Amazon all the time and things like that. And maybe there's a brick and mortar store that's filling that order. I hope. Yeah. Probably not. I don't know. It's probably yeah. a robot filling that order. Right. <laughs> yeah. Pre- yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Amazon these days, who knows? But uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, if you go to a local shop, um, you know, they're employing the, the youth most of the time yeah. and you're giving these kids opportunities to learn how to work and, you know, build a work ethic. And I mean, it's just, that's, that's so powerful. Yeah. You know, that's, that's people forget that. So that's, that's why you need to go shop at, at a local shop um, and support them because they're just, they're doing more than just making money. You know, they're, they're creating opportunities in their community. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And you've done, speaking of opportunities in our community and community service and contributing to local 
events and charities, etc. You ended up uh, hooking up with Brian King of Mountains to Sea and doing a line of clothing. Uh, It's MTNS2C, S-E-A, Mountains to Sea. Dot com where him and his wife started a charity at, what do they call it, 501C or something like that. Mm-hmm. Basically, where they take kids into areas they otherwise don't go, like, for example, sailing or hiking or surfing or just to, you know, expose some of these kids that don't really get to see what we enjoy at the outdoors all the time, right. you know, and exposing them to those uh, to those experiences. So you, you did a special run for that, for Mountains to Sea? Well, so yes, I did. And, and it, it was because of your podcast. I was listening to you talk to Brian. I was like, oh man, I want to team up with him. He sounds like a cool guy. Yeah, he's and a cool he's guy. doing like a really neat thing for our, our, you know, the Santa Cruz community and taking these youth out doors and, you know, just getting them out of their, you know, bubble, if you will, and letting, allowing them to see like what else is out there, yeah. you know, and I think that's really important. So yeah, I uh, teamed up with him and we have a t-shirt that we're still selling that's uh, basically all the profits from the t-shirt go to his nonprofit. Yeah, it's a really clean design too. It's oh, actually one of my favorite designs of yours. Thank you, it's, it's done really well. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, I was able to cut him his first check you know, in December and Hell yeah. uh, we have the design on some hats now so he'll get a percentage of those hats. Mm. And yeah, I hope just to keep it going and, you know, keep sending them some money. Yeah, I bought my father-in-law one of those shirts, I think, at the, the O'Neill on 41st. Oh, fact, cool. Yeah, as a Christmas present. He dug it, too. Right on. Excuse me real quick. I'm going to kill the heater in here because it's hot. All right, no worries. So, stay there. Let's get a little air. You might not want a fresh air. All right. And as we're reintroducing you to the great Alex Check of Oroco fame, you're also a father of two. You have two lovely twins. Yep, yep. I have uh, two grommets that are about to turn nine. Right on. Cool. <laughs> Autumn and Koa, the dynamic duo. And today our boys, and your and Autumn, Koa, and my older boy, Joe, played soccer together. They're in a little uh, futsal uh, indoor soccer league yeah. at Twin Lakes Church, which is pretty fun. Yeah, it was, it was cool. They, it's so fun watching them all play together. Yeah. And then also, too, it's just been a blessing to have this like indoor soccer thing that happens every Saturday yeah. during this rainy period, you know? That's a good point. It's, it's been awesome. Because the freaking rain is back. <laughs> the rain has yeah. been nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's indoors and it's like, you know, they're in the second and third grader category and it's co-ed. Some kids are just like, you know, you know, you're not even sure if they really want to be there. Maybe they do want to be there, but they're super timid. And then other kids try to be real alpha out there. So it's a real mix match of talent. Oh yeah, uh, but it's pretty fun. It's really, it's really cool. It's, yeah. it's been fun to watch your son Joe out there, just you know, doing circles around people. And <laughs> yeah, he looks. Yeah, he looks like a phenom when he's out there among you know kids who've never played before. But you know. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, he's been doing great. It's he been has cool. been doing good. He was mad. He scored six goals today, and he brooded all the way home. Oh, really? Because he blew that great pass. He said that as some other kid. He's like, oh. I, I had two great passes. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't put them in. I was like, oh, Joe. All right. That's his nature, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and honestly, it was, it was behind him. There's nothing he could have done about it. <laughs> I missed it. I must have looked down. Oh, that's funny. Um I'm going to jump back to Oroco once more. Oroco.com. What's new with Oroco? Do you have a spring collection or what, what's going on in the world of Oroco? Yeah, so, you know, the economy and, and way things are, things are so unpredictable. So um, I, I just started off the year with a really conservative approach. Yeah. Um, last year was, it was a good year, but it wasn't 
like an amazing year just because things were transitioning for, for retail. And, uh, you know, things were good in some categories and not others. But um, with that in mind, I started off this year just going, you know what, uh, I'm just going to play it super safe and, you know, maybe taper down my line a little bit. I have 137 SKUs, which is a lot of SKUs. It is. So I thought to myself, you know, I'll, I'll knock it down to 125. You know, I have limited warehouse space anyway. Um, I'm just going to run... I mean, I'm always really good with managing my inventory, but at the same time, I just thought, you know, rather than order, you know, X amount of pieces all the time, I'm gonna lower that too. So just do even smaller runs. My profitability will be smaller, but yeah. you know, it's just, just, just making sure that I have like really good cash flow through an unpredictable year. That's yeah. essentially my, my goal. But um, yeah, I have, I have new colorways and some existing designs. I've, I've got a bunch of new t-shirts. I've got a, a sturgeon that I'm working on right now. Cool. Uh, I'm doing a shrimp. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. So do you do that, what you do with pencil? I'm such a kook when um, I talk art, but how do you? So it, it, it really depends. Um, just out of efficiency and uh, making my life easier and producing these designs so that we can print them better. Uh, I've been drawing on my iPad a lot. Yeah. Because uh, if I work in you know, Adobe Illustrator, for example, or, or uh, Adobe Fresco, um, I'm, I'm able to create these as a, in a vector format, which just means that, um, they're more scalable at, you know, from a t-shirt up right. to, you know, signage on the side of a building. Mm. Um, and then also I could take that vector art and cut it out of metal. I can cut it out of wood. I can just do more stuff with it. Mm. And in the past, I mean, I still draw a lot with pencil and then from there I would have to ink it. And then after I inked it, I'd have to t photograph it and then yeah. t take the photograph and then put it into Photoshop. Yeah. And, you know, it was just like five steps where when I draw on an iPad now with these applications, it's just automatically vectorized and, and all the colors, I, I draw them in a way where they're separated right off the bat. So that it's just easier to print. Huh. So are you literally drawing on the iPad yep. or is it connected to another sheet that you're... No. I'm so just... what's that like? That's to me sounds cumbersome to do like artwork on an iPad. It took a little while getting used to it. Because your work is very detailed. Like there's a lot of detail in this. You know, I have a... This one right here. What's oh, yeah, this guy called? Uh, oh, that's the vermilion. I have a vermilion on my shirt. <laughs> and there's a lot of deta detail on it. You know what I mean? Thank you. So anyway, well, how does that translate to the iPad? Is that difficult? Uh, the nice thing about the iPad is that it's actually... It took a while to get used to having that um, Apple pen, you know, going across glass. Yeah, that, that was kind of weird. It didn't have. It, it's still not the same. Yeah. I've gotten used to it, but uh, what's nice is that I can like really zoom in mm. and oh. and do details up close in the full screen, and then zoom out and you know do my contour lines on the outside. That's cool. Yeah, so it's pretty neat in that regard, and and I could drop color in a lot faster. I mean, it's it's way faster to to produce art. And you could, I imagine. <clears throat> change the gauge of the pencil and the thickness of the pencil yeah, and the, you, the lines you're making you can you can adjust the pressure yeah. you know you can adjust <laughs> your line quality pretty easily it's crazy um, which is it, when you're drawing just traditionally you can do the same thing just pushing down harder but um, you know if you make a mistake inking your drawing mm. um, you can't go back and hit command Z or, you know, swipe one way and make it disappear. Right, right. <laughs> it's, it's like, ah, oh, okay, I'm gonna have to work with that, which mm. as an artist, that's okay too. You know, happy accidents always yeah. happen as well. You ever, you ever had a, a happy accident that was just like you hit a home run with it? 
You know, not not so much with drawing, but with uh, my oil paintings. Yeah, there's there's been times where um, I just I made a mistake, or I'm I'm being impatient, and I'll do something fast, and and then it actually turns out better, and it gives a new direction in yeah. the way that I go. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're um, doing artwork on the iPad, um, kind of in a way. Maybe it's not completely analogous, but I think of shapes on a CNC versus mm-hmm. like versus like a hand shape because I've learned that you know when I didn't know I still don't know a lot about surfboard shaping but when I didn't know better I just thought CNC was like oh it's a cop out should be you know hand shape blah blah but then you hear about you know Michelle openly like yeah I have my shapes on the CNC and then I'll finish it by hand that way you can replicate the same design over and over again so it's more of an efficient process to bring your product to the market right right yeah absolutely and and I think you know these shapers there's they only have so much time in the day and you know shaping you're not going to get ultra wealthy for becoming a, a shaper it's hard to make a living so it's it's not anything you could do to be productive and efficient and if you could dial in your cnc machine and make it so you, you're getting these shapes that are like that, that are going to work well for people and people respond to um why not do it and then hand you know hand yeah. you the rest and fine tune it according to whoever you're making it for? Right. I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. And if you're waiting on a board too, it's much better. You'll get it within well, who knows whenever you'll get it. But you six know months to a year. <laughs> exactly. So you're gonna get a board six months to a year. You got uh, you have a new board. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about it. A new yeah. surfboard. Yeah. Ashley Lloyd. She uh, just shaped me a, a beautiful ten o. Nice. Yeah. And tell me about it. Oh man, it's, it's, well, I, so I went to her asking her for like an aircraft carrier. That's right. what I wanted. I wanted, I wanted a big board that, um, I could practice nose riding, yeah. cross stepping on, yeah. uh, something for, you know, particularly smaller days. Cause she's, she has shaped me a board in the past that I, I love as well. Um, it's got all the, it's got all the bells and whistles. Yeah. So uh, it's it's got the uh, flax cloth and you know it's got a, a white tint to it yeah. and um, it's a really pretty board. She makes beautiful boards. She does. She she's solid and she's such a nice person too. Right. You talk to her and she's she really cares about what she's doing and yeah. she wants to get you the right board. And, yeah. And then she's an amazing uh, surfer as well. She is, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's so fun to watch her. Yeah. I mean, I, I've I've been in the water here and there. I'm, and seeing her surf and it's just she's, yeah. she kills it she's so have you taken your new your new stick out um no <laughs> <laughs> because I've surfed I, I've surfed like half foot twice with you you know where the waves were like you know ankle high and we had fun uh but you took out your more like your so, more Okay. You okay. your big wave longboard. I know. Well, no, my, not my big wave longboard, my medium wave longboard. <laughs> Got it. With the anticipation thinking that the waves were going to be like, you know, maybe a, a foot overhead or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and, and that, you know, I could have lied. I could have said, yes, I've taken it out, but um, I'm not going to do that. No. Um, I know. I'm just, I'm, the problem is this. I, I get, I'm so busy just yeah. trying to juggle all the things that I do. And, um, and this is something that I'm working on as a human being. I, I'm trying to slow down and make time to do things for myself, like wax my brand new board. Right. And that, I know that sounds totally lame, but at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, rushing my yeah. kiddos to all their stuff and, and I want to be there for them, yeah. you know? And then at night, 
um, you know, when everybody goes to bed, I'm, I'm doing, you know, orders, I'm packing orders at my warehouse, I'm, I'm grading, you know, student projects, and, yeah. and then I wake up at five o'clock in the morning and do it all again, yeah. again every, every single day, yeah. you know, so, and then I, the little windows that you and I have a chance to go surf, they're, they're at like five o'clock in the morning in the yeah. dark. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> you know? not spending a half hour putting the base coat on a 10-0, because it is, it's a bitch to, to wax a new longboard. It takes, it takes a while, and I know that sounds so, that's sad, you know, it's so sad, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm working my tail off to get to this point to where I'm just, it's that. I'll, I'll be there, you know. Yeah. I'm just—I'm not too worried about it, but I do feel guilty. I—I I, I look at that board. I'm like, I'm such a kook, man. I'm yeah. such a kook. I haven't taken this board out yet. Most 99.9% of the people would have like had it out there. So Ashley, I'm so sorry I haven't taken the board out yet, but I will. I I'm, bet it works good. Oh, I bet it's going to be an amazing ride. <laughs> I, well, the thing is, I'm going to surf the you know what out of it all, all summer long That's on right. the small days. Cool. So. I just got to get some wax on it first. Yeah. I say skip the base coat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just yeah. go straight to the, co I don't know. Why not? Yeah. 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 I, I'm just old school. I'm so used to like, put the base coat on in yeah. a certain way, you know, cr do little crosses across in circles. <laughs> now I see Koa and Elliot, Joe's friends. And of course your son's Koa out. And is that a new bat Koa has? Yeah. yeah we went to play it against sports. I, I brought tons of stuff and I traded in Sweet. all this stuff for this bat. Oh, brilliant. So I, I totally geeked out on on bats and yeah um you know did my homework you did i think i think it's i think it's a good bat but i didn't know bats were so technical i know i had no idea because i didn't grow up playing baseball hey daniel what's hey, up daniel. man hi nice to see you all right yeah they are really technical uh i failed to mention our boys are also on the same little league team this yep. season and um and and it's going to be a fun year i think um but you were texting me about bats. You're like, what's Joe's, what's dimensions on Joe's, you know, bat? Mm -hmm. And I can't even remember what it is. It's like a 27, but it's a drop. They call it a drop 12. You know that? Like mm -hmm. you said, that. so I, I learned that, you know, a year or two ago myself. It's like, what's that mean? So that means that it's, okay, 15 ounces. So it weighs 15, but it's 27, but it has a two and five eighths barrel, right? Yep. So that's like, you know, his bat prior was a two and a, uh, was it a quarter inch, uh, two yeah. and a quarter inch barrel, right? Yep. So that five eights looks a lot wider and like in Little League, you want your kid to make contact. So that bat was expensive mm -hmm. and I asked uh, grandpa to get it for Joe for Christmas. Uh -huh. And then I get the bat and then it's, I know I hit him grounders all the time and I just feel it like it has no like pop to it. Uh -huh. I just don't feel the ball explode off of it. And all Joe talks about is, I just want to hit for power. I wish I hit for power. Yep, yep. So Joe can slap it around all day, but you know, occasionally he can get one out of the infield, you know, and that means a lot to him. So I'm like, all right. So I bought him a heavy bat, uh -huh. 29 ounce, uh, but it's alumina, you know, I mean, like, it's not, it's not as like made of a composite material, but anyway, so it's longer it's dropped 10 and it weighs more. And then the ball bangs off it, but it's heavier to get that thing around. Uh -huh. So yeah, and then Koa has a bat, the bat prior that's like a two and a quarter barrel, yeah. but it's 29 long. Right. So it's lighter, but you have a less barrel, but you get pop off it. Like right. those bats, it goes ding, it like bounces off the bat more. But the vibration in his hands was yep. hurting his hands. Yep. So that was the thing that got him. So he and just with the pitches coming in faster now too, yeah. it's just 
anything to give them a little bit more confidence. Agreed. So I was like, okay, well, we, we need to figure out this bat situation because you're complaining that if when you do hit the ball, it hurts your hands. Yeah. And, and that's not good because then you don't want to hit the ball because you don't want to hurt your hands. Yeah, you need every excuse, you know. Yeah. You need every edge you can about hitting the ball for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's like, I'm like, keep that light, light. And Joe's come around. He's like, I don't think the bat really has much pop in it either. It doesn't go as far. But but if someone's pitching really fast or if I'm going to slump, you know, I could use it just to get a hit because it's like it's about as light as a twig mm-hmm. and you could just swing it, you know, confidently and quickly, you know. But... I don't know. It's, it's kind of fun. Um, it's, it reminds me of surfboards too. Yeah, yeah, and it's very similar, right? Because <laughs> so you know similar. you can go wider, you know, or you know you can go wider and thicker, but your turning radius is going to be a lot, you know, smaller. Or you can go smaller, more nimble, but your paddling is going to suck, you know. So yeah. like, it's kind of trade-offs. But you probably know more about little league bats than you ever imagined. I never thought it was that technical. <laughs> yeah, like you said, the drop weight and the just the width and the barrel width. I mean, of course it makes sense. You know, why yeah, wouldn't it? You I know. know? Like, yeah. that, all that stuff matters. And I used to say, uh, I used to think surfboards were like uh, baseball bats. Like, there were just some fixed sizes, and you go to the store, and you get one. And, and then when I started surfing, I realized there was this whole, you know, artisan culture of surfboard manufacturing, uh, you know, some are, you know, pop-outs made overseas, and there's a lot of them handcrafted, and there's, you know, whatever, 55 shapers in Santa Cruz or something like that, or you know. But now... I learned baseball bats. There's no rote size of those either, man. Right. There's different materials. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. all annoying brands. They all say like Avenger or Viper or Venom. <laughs> I know. And then I have that part of me where I see a kid with a fancy bat. And I'm like, look at that kid. He's got a fucking three hundred fifty dollar bat. <laughs> Fuck that kid. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I looked at how much this bat cost, brand new, and I was like, oh, dang. You know, this, really? that's no joke. Yeah. But playing yeah. it against a great spot. It for is. Sporting goods. Well, that, that bat, brand new, is two hundred seventy bucks, oh. and I played it again. It's, it was used. Yeah, you know, yeah, I checked it out. It's 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 in good shape, but it was a hundred bucks. Yeah, and then we just traded in every bat I've ever bought in the past, and then all this Beautiful. other stuff for it. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I got rid of stuff out of my garage. Yeah, and we got a new bat, and he's happy. You know, it's like win-win. <laughs> Amen. I'm gonna celebrate with another beer. Right on. Um, that's outstanding, and uh, I don't know. It's gonna be a fun year. I've been helping out with the coach, and I found. Um, an analogy with the kids, you know, the age of these kids are like, what are they, eight, nine and 10, I guess, or eight, eight, eight through 10, eight, eight nine and 10. 10. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere in there. Um, and how they like rush it. Like a kid will be getting a grounder and you know, all you have to do is pick it up and just toss it to second and you get the force out. Right. Yep. But the kid will scoop his glove up and almost like throw a phantom ball to second base. And it's like, then the ball goes right through his legs or right past him. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I remember telling one of the kids, like, hey, you know, you got to get the ball first before you throw it to him. It's like, just watch that ball. Get that ball in your glove first. Then yeah. you can make your decision. You know, you have more time than you think. Right. It really reminds me of surfing. It does. About like a takeoff, for example, yeah. on a fast like wave where you feel like, you know, oh, here it comes. Oh, my God, it picked me up. I got to eat my feet. And then you just eat it. At least me. Yeah. Yeah. It's Whereas true. when you take your time and taking your time, what costs you an extra half a second maybe yeah. a second yeah probably not even that it's more like a mindset and you're like okay caught it look where i'm going arch my back slowly take off front foot landed now hands up off to the races yeah. you know what i mean but it's so much easier said than done well yeah yeah and it takes practice right like right. these guys like you said when they're you know catching a ground ball 
and they know they know that they have to throw it to second base and second base might be 10 feet away from them yeah right and they, they just they're automatically going throw the ball as fast as they can like this guy's running rather than if they just scoop it slow down look where second base is see if the guy's even there and then throw him the light underhand yeah. it's the same thing like taking off on a wave you know that's one thing whether i'm bodyboarding or or longboarding um, when i'm paddling into the wave i really i'm not just trying to dig and catch the wave that's like the automatic part it's like i'm already paddling i know i'm going to I'm probably going to catch it, but it's looking to see what's what the wave is going to do and figuring out the approach like as you're dropping in. Yeah. You know? Yeah, being really deliberate yep. is a challenge for me, but it helps when I'm in that kind of mindset where yeah. I have one or two mantras, like just like extra paddle, cruise for a second, you know? And then the, and then the takeoff just kind of happens. I don't even think mm-hmm. about it, you know, yep. when you catch that wave and you... Uh, I should paint the picture for the listener. I failed to mention we're in my office and I have a window looking at my backyard and that's where the boys, they're playing in Misty. No, all baseball games and practices have been canceled this weekend, which is a bummer. So they're playing their own little game in the backyard right now with the, the brand new bat. And do you know what that bat is titled? What brand it's, name is on it's, that? It's uh, Easton, I think ADV or something. Cool. Oh yeah, that's a hot one. And is that a two-parter? Um, what would that be? Like, like Joe's, Joe's like borrowed one from court, uh, kid on his team, and it's like it's to eliminate the sting. You have like the handle, and then it kind of clicks into the barrel. They're like two oh. components. Oh, maybe. No, that one looks pretty sick, though. Yeah, I, he's he's been walking around the house swinging oh. it. So Coe just smashed one off the <laughs> left field wall. Nice one. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I I, I kind of considered that surfing to little league baseball analogy to a degree and i i wanted to mention it on the pod i've had a note in my head to even bring that up yeah but no it's true it's true i think that's a it's a really good point it's just learning how to slow down pay attention to your environment Mm. um and it works on no matter what what size wave you're on too you know a lot of times people are surfing bigger waves and they're they're just so concerned about catching it well just dig and then pay attention to what's happening and Look where your line's going to be and draw that line. Yeah. You know? That's, that's when I've blown it is when I, it's a good wave. And I want to start surfing it before I'm even, even on my feet. And I'm like looking and I think I, yeah, you just want to get to that. I don't know what I'm thinking, but you just, you're just ready to go like do wiggle a whole bunch on the wave. But you got to get to your freaking feet first yeah. before, you, uh, before you just absolutely eat it. And I've done that many, many times. But yeah. That's kind of why I like longboarding too. It goes a little bit slower and I get, it is, it's more forgiving, you know, mm-hmm. honest, obviously, right? Yeah. And you can get to your feet, you square your shoulders up and you could feel like you're surfing, you know, with a little more integrity, as well, they say. Can, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just a different approach, right? Like you're just, you can get into the wave a little bit easier and then you, you develop this glide as you're building momentum mm. into the face and then... You know, you can just like, okay, I could feel, I definitely have caught this wave. And then you kind of look around and which, okay, what am I going to do? Okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's so fun. It is so fun. <laughs> the is. Longboard, longboard vibe is just more fun in general. Yeah, it is. It's cool. I, I was telling you, um, yeah, I was recently invited into the Santa, Santa Cruz Longboard Union. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. So the Santa Cruz Longboard Union. Alex is a new, he's, you're now invited, now you're a member? I'm a member. Uh, yep. Have you been initiated? I'm, I've been initiated. They took me out back, beat me up. No. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I'm really honored to be a, uh, to be invited Hell and yeah. now be a part of it. Uh, they're just a great community organization, mm-hmm. bunch of people that love the longboard. 
um, ages, you know, there's eight year olds there, six year olds there, all the way up to, you know, older folks, yeah. you know, in their prime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just everybody I've met there has just been super cool. You know, people that I've seen out at, at the lane or Cal's or Eastside or, you know, yeah. it's just, it's just a great community. And you guys get together and share surf stories, right? Yep. Yeah, we do. We get together once a month. Um, I th- the first Wednesday of every month, uh, down at the Palomar. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people get together a little bit earlier. They have tacos and a mm-hmm. couple beers together. And then uh, they go through the meeting and talk about, you know, potential new members and, uh, you know, all the community events that they're doing. They're getting ready for their big longboard contest at the lane coming up in a couple months here. And just, you know, coordinating that and other events that they're going to do. Let's see what else. Hang on real quick. Sorry. Dano, we're recording right now. That beep is really bothering us. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, That's Daniel's a- tooling around in my office with um, some electronic equipment, which is fine with me. But that beep is a little. Daniel's good with electronics. He's good. Yeah. He's into it. At least I don't yeah. know if he's good with it, but he's into it. Uh, he'll 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 be like the electrical engineer or something. I you hope never- so. <laughs> so you guys know. get together, to share stories, and have you shared a surf story? No, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Got it. No, no. I, I, my my style is just to lay low. I don't like to talk about myself that much. Sure. You know, but. Um, yeah, I'm sure as I get more comfortable, I'll, I'll share some fun stuff with people. There's been some great, you know, stories out there. So yeah, that they've said, I don't know, there's not enough story talking, but they do, uh, other social events where I'm sure people hang out and talk surf a little bit more. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm pumped that you've been surfing more recently. It seems like you're like more engaged with surfing lately. Yeah, right? I've been, I've been really making an effort, Cool. you know, um, I, I have this date with my daughter. She's like, a date, Dad? What do you call it a date? I'm like, yeah, it's our surf date. Yeah. So we try to go on, on either a Wednesday or a Thursday and just get out in the water together. Uh, she loves the ocean. She loves being in the water. So, you know, that, that's been getting me out there, too. Um, and it forces me not to, like, go to my warehouse and yeah. do other things, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is great. That's what I should be doing. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, surfing with you, Dawn Patrol, and that's been fun. And, and uh, I've been going up to SF and Boogie and OB cool. and surfing other spots up there and just trying to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. You know? You've surfed some on, on the first, uh, your first appearance in this pod, we discussed it, but you've surfed some heavy waves. I mean, you were, you were like on, it was the Bud, the Bud Light Tour? Was it the yeah, Bud the, Tour? the Bud Pro Tour. The Bud Pro Tour. Yeah. So you were on like a legit, now that's top shelf boogie tour, isn't it? Wasn't it? Well, yeah, I was surfing and bodyboarding and yeah. I had longboarding as well back then. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And you've, you've been around, you've surfed some waves where you've done South America, you surfed. Mm-hmm. Have you surfed uh, in Europe at all? No, yeah. no, haven't been to Europe really. I've I've had layovers there. Yeah, um, I've been to South Africa, been to Australia, um, you know, through Europe different ways yeah. like that. But um, yeah, I haven't surfed Europe not yet. I want to. I want to go to Ireland and surf the slabs or boogie the slabs slabs uh, in Ireland. That's like really? on my on my top bucket nice. list. And then I want to go to Morocco too. That's that's mm. another bucket list item. But that. You know be surf and boogie yeah yeah that's cool what do you like better doing now you know i i still love both yeah um i'm still heavily involved in the boogie tribe um yeah. i just it's a bunch of old man boogies you know and um we still chase the slabs and try to get barreled as much as we can yeah but i love riding a longboard just yeah. as much yeah you know i really do um it's just a different approach to wave riding 
Um, what's nice being able to do both is that um, I'm interested in all kinds of waves. Yeah. Where there was that period in my life where I, I just bodyboarded all the time. And unless I was surfing a, a monster wave or a slab or, you know, getting barreled, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I wasn't happy. You know, I'd, I'd go down to the beach and it'd be, it'd be two foot and I just would be all negative and, you know, yeah, younger in my younger days, mad, mad yeah. you know, like why am I not, you know, surfing Chopu right now? Right. This is stupid, you know, just a, just the wrong mindset to yeah. have. Um, but but when I met my wife, who's also a surfer, she she was like, why don't you just ride a surfboard? Like, get over yourself, you know? Really? Said, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and uh, sure enough, I, that's when I started riding a surfboard even more, and. Uh, ever since it's been it's been great because now no matter what the waves are doing if i have time to do it right i have multiple options and i love body surfing too body surfing is yeah. one of my passions as well yeah um when you say a slab i've always wondered that does that refer to a specific wave type or does it just refer to like a badass like heavyweight oh i, I think you could say both of those yeah. definitions uh when i think of a slab i think of uh, uh you know just a heavy barreling wave, something that's sucking off of a reef super hard, or uh, maybe it's a super heavy beach break, but most slabs are reef breaks in, in my book. Okay. Um, like o- a big day at OB, I wouldn't call a slab, you know, but it gets heavy out there. And it, and it, and it, and it can, I mean, I, I might describe it as like it's slapping out there today on yeah. you know, low tide and, you know, it's triple overhead. Or you something. like Ocean Beach in San Francisco? I do. It's, 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 uh, it's one. It's I have a very special relationship with OP. Hmm. Um, what I moved to the city in the winter '97, '98, and um, I was coming out of, out of that attitude as a as a boogie where I just was like kind of over mm-hmm. over the crowd, over contest. Um, I didn't, you know, I'd already spent my first winter on the North Shore of Oahu, and I was like, that was kind. I mean, it was cool, but it was kind of lame too at the same time. Why was that? Uh, I just. I paddle out of these spots. I'm not a local, right? And it's not it's not my place. And I just would set out, like, you know, surf pipe and catch one wave in six hours. You know, just because I'd be courteous and I didn't want to like fight all the all the log dogs. You yeah. know, that just wasn't didn't didn't seem right. And and the waves were amazing. So I just left there like going, oh, okay, I'm not going to get any waves. Right. <laughs> I'm missing all these. I mean, I had a lot of really good days. You know, a lot of good days. But at the same time, it just wasn't. Dude. Uh, at Pipe, do the boogies mix in with the surfers, or are you guys sitting inside? Or are you guys sitting in a different spot? No, they mix in. Yeah, yeah. So same, sim- you know, rotations of bad where I mean, it's more, it's all about um, pedigree out there and uh, and kind of alpha status, right? Yeah, everybody, at least the local people, know each other. Yeah, and they they know who's in line. And yeah, there's different spots to sit out there and it doesn't take much for it to swing slightly a different direction yeah. and take off at a certain point. And, you know, you might be out further, but a guy that's just inside a little bit, yeah. his spot, yeah. you know, every, if you surf out there, the people have like their certain spots depending upon like the swell direction. Yeah. So, you know, one guy might be like super deep or one guy might be way outside, you know, waiting for a second reef wave to come through or something, yeah. you know, it just depends on what's happening. Um, on the North Shore, did you uh, did you ever get beat up? No. Did you have any trouble out there? Not at all. Yeah. 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 I, I well, people was, do, right? People do, but those yeah. are people that are being disrespectful. Yeah. You know, like if you go there and you're humble and you're not you're not trying to be this rad dude right. and, and 
I mean, there's there's clearly a packing order. You know, there's a, there's a culture there. You just yeah. you just respect everything, and you're going to be good. I just laid super low, and every even to this day when I go to any, any of the islands, I just lay low and yeah. you know be humble and yeah, <laughs> and, yeah and not go out there and paddle out to the peak and try to you know I work my way from the bottom. I'll sit with the groms and yeah. then you know <laughs> work my way up if I can. Yeah, there's these videos of like people with like wave storms that are paddling out to like you know i'm probably small pipe but it's probably like still like death defying you know pipe right like yeah. six seven foot you know just slam your ass and the and the lifeguards are like you're not going out there dude and they're like what come i can go out there and it's like well these guys risk their lives all the time you know to do this oh. so you got to have some regulation when it comes to a heavy wave like that and i'm conservative by nature i just always assume i'm not qualified for a wave you know first then yeah. go from there i'm always marvel i'm jealous of like i'm almost jealous of the mindset where like yeah i can do it i'll go i'll go out there when else is doing it you know like i almost wish i had a little more of that in me yeah. to a degree but it's kind of fascinating that someone would want to go out to pipe that doesn't even like know how to surf or or what well you? they just don't know what what they're even doing right. at that point if they're just going to paddle out there yeah they, they don't know where they're at they don't right. they just those are the people that get in trouble yeah you know the waters go ahead oh as just said thank goodness there's the lifeguards there no those, shit those guys are gnarly and, yeah and you know they are looking out for people taking care of people god dog it who was it sun was it sunset that the lifeguard won or no why yeah, the, the eddie. eddie the eddie the eddie and i can't think of his name yeah luke, luke something i think yeah i I'd, should i should a better podcaster was know his name but he's a lifeguard <laughs> right right yeah. that's yeah that, i think that's the coolest story ever you, you ever know? done any big wave surfing like on a gun no not really yeah yeah i mean i've i've uh I guess I've surfed kind of big waves. I mean, when I, if I compare it to the bigger waves I've surfed on a boogie, mm -hmm. no, but yeah. I've, I've ridden bigger waves before on a surfboard. How big of a wave can a boogie handle, like conventionally? Well, it just depends on the shape of the wave and what it's doing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've surfed Mavericks and um, I've, it's not the best boogie wave, no. you know, because you can. Just you just basically bounce down the face of the wave, right? You know, it's and it's really not the right tool for that wave, in my opinion. Right. Um, I've surfed crayfish factory in in South Africa, and that's another big wave. And once again, uh, just bouncing down the face, you know, <laughs> because it's not sucking up and throwing. Yeah, it yeah. You're just not really holding the same kind of edge. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all about holding the edge. Yeah, it's just how you you're drawing a certain line, and yeah, you're just kind of slotting yourself trying to get it into the barrel like that's the whole goal of riding a boogie you know right um, and a lot of those waves are i don't want to say they're fat but but the the face is a lot of the times just not that as steep right. you know i mean it's it when you see a, a guy on a surfboard dropping in there's so much power and energy right. that it takes them a while to get up and get into it and then it gets steep, yeah. you know, and then, yeah. and then they drop in. So that's why you see a lot of the guys like, you know, free falling. Yeah. But right. Yeah. It's, it, it's, uh, I don't know, not, not the best, not the most fun. Like I've, I've even done Waimea, you know, yeah. like big days at Waimea. Really? Just bouncing down the face, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it doesn't look that pretty, no. <laughs> you know, where a guy on a surfboard can like get in and he's got all that length on their board and it just draws a, like a beautiful line. And that, that, I think that's, that's the right tool for those, those waves. You told me the story of, um, where Puerto Escondido. Oh yeah. 
That was like your scare. I remember your scariest moment. That in the water. was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't ready for it. You were you were yeah. there for like a photo shoot. Yeah, we were there. We had all the guys there, and photographers, and yeah, just I just wasn't ready for it. Like that, I was I was pretty young back then. Yeah, you know, maybe later in life I would have been I would have pulled in. Really? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you ended up just eating, like get, taking your medicine and just paddling and just letting it just rock you all the way, oh, in, yeah. hoping it took you in. It was dumb. I, what I did was dumb. Was it? Yeah, I should not have gone straight. Like I I arced a bottom turn and I saw just the lip start to heave and I probably should have just pulled in. Yeah. And and just drove it for as long as I could. And right. I probably would have, like today I would do that. But back then I just was like, oh my gosh, I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> so just, you told, again, you can find Alex on previous episodes, but in summary, you're out there with two or three guys. Yeah, there's only three of us. How big would you estimate it was? It was, it was like solid 20 feet. Like, yeah. so that, you know. And the, Alex is not a bullshitter. I, I take, I take you at your word there. It was huge. Yeah. It was huge. And I'm not saying like my, my buddy, I was out there with uh, Harry Antipala, who's old legendary bodyboarder and that's why he was calling it like so it was like 20 foot hawaiian oh my god it was huge oh my <laughs> god huge. how do you even paddle out we we paddled out way down like where the boats are right and then like worked our way all that's the way, the way to go when yeah. it's big yeah and so they all went and then it yeah, was just you yeah, i was the only guy out there and i was like i guess i gotta go <laughs> and you went and you started going down the line but then it was you, what you saw in front of you was so it was just it was like terrifying you yeah. know it was just the hugest barrel like getting ready to come and i just i just as i bottom turned i i angled and i cut towards the shore and oh. I just was going as fast as I could. And then eventually you slow down and I watched the lip crash behind me. And then the oh. thing just like, it was yeah. like a tsunami, just yeah. whitewashed, just mowed me over and just did me, did backflips all the way to the sand. Is it easier to get um, out in the surf or to handle bigger surf on a boogie than it is a surfboard because your equipment is less? Um, it's, it's easier to duck dive for yeah. sure. Yeah, like if I'm if I'm paddling out of OB on a big day and I'm on a boogie and there's a surfer next to me on a bigger board, you know, normally you don't you have these like little races with people like oh I'm gonna try to beat this person out. Maybe totally. I do, maybe they they don't, but I just you know it, totally. I make it so that it's fun for me to paddle out, and it's just so punishing out there as you paddle out sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, there's times where. You know, we'll finally get to like the second bar, or the third bar, and a set will come. And you know, you watch the lip get ready to detonate in front of you as you get ready to duck dive. And if on a boogie, and you could do it on a surfboard too, but if you time it and let it the, the wave like bounce up, it creates a little air pocket, and you could duck under there. But I've seen a lot of surfers like duck at the same time, myself included, and I, you just. You don't, you have just too much buoyancy. But yeah. on a boogie, you can push that thing down. You can start kicking. Right. You know, kick underwater pretty yeah. far. So it, it is, but then um, sometimes it's just nice to be on a surfboard because you can paddle faster. Yeah. You know, you can get out faster. Yeah. You know? I went with um, Jason, who's been on the pod, and he got this brand new, big ass, like 10 and a half foot, not 10 and a half feet, like 10 and 10, six, I think, longboard. Like one of those epoxy surf techie kind of builds. And it looked like it was crumbly, like one, two, three feet at this local beach. And it was all just kind of, it was just all kind of closed outy, whatever. But I wanted to surf and we were doing a family beach day, right? So I had, um, I brought my Corky, that Ryan oh, Lynch yeah. shape for me. But he had this big ass board and 
there's all these weird sandbars where you get way out there and you can stand at like two foot, you know, like you're like, your, your waist is out of the water. You could like stand, I mean, you're, you're 200 yards out there and you could stand up like, wow. And then you could just get caught in this like 20 foot, you know, um, canyon of water where you could never touch the ground. And the waves are just, and I imagine our wife's watching, like it didn't look like much, but I'll be damned. I was in the middle zone. I could not duck dive that thing and I couldn't paddle it a fraction as fast as Jason was paddling that longboard. So he would just shoot out there, you know? So it was kind of like in no man's land, you know? So I was wishing I could either duck dive or just have a big ass longboard. Because to your point, surfboard, you could paddle a lot faster. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. like, yeah, you can't duck dive like my 80 egg, for example, but you could paddle a lot faster in between the waves to get out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What's your, do you have a boogie quiver? Does a good boogie boarder have a boogie board quiver? Yeah, you, you have a couple boards that you go to. Yeah. Um, I, I have a general, a few general shapes that I stick to. Yeah. But, uh, I have like my main board that I pretty much ride all the time. Yeah. But if uh, really, it depends on the temperature of the water. Really? So, yeah, that's, that's, that's a big thing. So you can, you can ride the same shape in different water temperatures, but um, I, there's just different materials based off of huh. uh, the water. So here in the colder water, my boards, I have them shaped more so that they're more flexible because when they get into the colder water, they become more dense and stiffer. Yeah. Um, but if I were to take that board to Endo or something like that, where the water's really warm, it's like a noodle and it sucks. It's, yeah, it's, I never thought about yeah, that. Yeah, so the you know warm water boards, you might have one or two stringers in them. Yeah. You know, the foam core on the inside will be different. Uh, it's, it's just that, I think that's the biggest difference. And then if you're going to ride, if you go into a spot, uh, that's super hollow, then it's nice to have a board that just has a different taper to it and mm -hmm. a different tail on it. Just really? to lock in. And, what are the different tails? Oh, there's the crescent tail, which is yeah. like the standard tail. Yeah. There's uh, bat tails, mm. uh, you know, and there's different kinds of bat tails out there. There's, there's, there's a couple of variations of either of those tails but those are like the two main ones there's there's some new tails that guys are riding these days uh, but those are more beneficial to people who like to drop knee you know where they kind of get up on one knee and oh. do that so what's the what's the advantage to doing drop drop knee booging you know it's, it it's a style thing it's just a style thing i i grew up at a spot where there was a ton of really good drop knees like guys that were amazing in it and it's just it's uh it's just another form of expression yeah. i guess you know there's guys that like to kneeboard yeah. you know and and then drop me in it's um yeah it's just a different approach like you can do some really cool stuff drop me for sure yeah yeah i remember that video game on a nintendo um it was a surfing video game on the original nintendo i think it was called tnc surf or something. oh yeah yeah and, uh, donkey kong was a knee Kneeboarder. Oh, I guess yeah. he surfed with the drop knee style. Oh, and I always thought, damn, when I go to Santa, I just go to Santa Cruz in the summer on vacation. Uh -huh. I imagine myself doing that at, you know, Seabright. <laughs> I forgot about that game. Yeah. yeah. That. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. What were your favorite Nintendo games? You know, I didn't play that much. Good for you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My parents, so when Atari first came out in the, I don't know, what was that, the 80s? Early or 80s. Yeah. Um, my parents bought me the, the Atari and I was like, cool i got a video game system like a lot of the other kids were getting and but i it, i just i didn't love it yeah. you know and like pitfall was like oh, okay you yeah. know um pac-man oh, okay yeah. it's like 
it was not like games are today. You no. Know, they didn't have like that addictive element. Yeah. And, you know, you couldn't collect a bunch of stuff. And Dude, the games now, I mean, they're brilliant. But like uh, Roblox, it's a oh. Roblox world. We're just living in it. Oh, Koa just nailed one deep left center again. He's smacking it. He's got his... He's got his little league hat on, and you have your San Jose Earthquakes hat on. You guys are uh, heading off to an MLS game. Yeah, we're going to a Quakes game tonight. That's cool. Yeah. It's rainy and miserable, but you found time to bring the boy over and have him play in the rainy, miserable backyard before you guys head up here and record a pod, oh, which it's, is nice. It's, what else would you do on a beautiful Saturday? Right? <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so the density of boogie boards, I never considered that. So if you were to have a boogie board quiver, that means... You're a traveler, right? Like that means that you know you you go to warm water, you go down to Mexico, or you, you, you go to OB. You know those different water temperatures yep. would require a different board. Um, are there big wave boogies versus yeah. small wave boogies? Yeah. So when I was getting into think, or when I started surfing Mavericks, I got a bigger board just so that I had yeah a little bit more surface area below me, and I just I, I had a, a certain tail put on. Um, I put in a stringer just to kind of absorb some of the bounces, excuse me. (coughs) Um, so yeah, there, there, there are boards like that, but you know, I, I only rode that for that particular wave from that particular period. I didn't know they put stringers in boogie boards. Yeah. They have these graphite tapered stringers. So it's a little thicker towards the tail and then it tapers Mm. as you go towards the nose and it just allows you to have more flex in the nose. Right. So are you flexing it up and down? Yeah. You're, 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 as you pull from the corner. So you have, Mm -hmm. you know, your hand on a certain corner, depending upon which way you're going. And then you have your elbow anchoring on the inside rail Mm -hmm. and you're really like pulling up and, you know, mm. kind of noodling the, the nose in a certain way as you draw your line. Yeah. So you're, you're doing that and then you're engaging or disengaging your fins in the back, doing different stalls and to, or accelerating in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a, it's a pretty cool dance. Dana, yeah. will you close that door? Thank you, buddy. Do you have... Can you recall any other scary surf stories? I love hearing scary oh, surf, man. exotic scary surf stories. Oh. Forgive me for putting you on the oh, spot. Oh, no, no. Well, so you recently, okay. um, I was, this is a boogie, a boogie story, but uh, I, I went up to OB and um, I, I charged up there after school. I just was super excited. The waves were pumping, like there was some solid swell and uh just was like oh i can't wait this yeah. is what i live for i love this stuff you know <laughs> like you know got done teaching my classes left yeah. got up to the city the, it was beautiful sunny mm. the winds were offshore i was like yes this is it. i was so stoked i and, bet and uh, as i was driving along sunset up there i was looking down and it just was like perfect i was like oh yes i'm so grateful then and then i get down there run out um i check the waves and I'm just looking to see kind of like what bar I'm gonna paddle out at and which way I'm gonna drift and kind of start, you know, figuring out my game plan. And then um, right as I turned to like go back to my car, the wind shifted and went side shore. And I was like, ah, oh, that sucks. Anyway, I'm, I'm gonna surf, you know, yeah. I got the time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. So I got suited up, was like feeling the wind coming more and more. And then I step on a bee 
and it stings me <laughs> like right as I'm leaving. So I'm like excited, but I, I just my foot's throbbing. So I'm like, okay, the cold water is going to make that go away. And then I paddle out, and and once there's this guy that paddles out next to me, and there wasn't really many people out. And I got out there, and I was I, I've been out and surfed out there by myself a lot, um, especially you know back in the day. And I get out there. There's not a lot of people there, but the tide was sucking out pretty hard. It was pretty, it was like almost low. And I'm used to the currents sucking all over the place, but the, the, the rips were like going out to sea pretty heavily. Yeah. And, um, cause the rips are heavy out there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, you've got the entire San Francisco Bay ebbing and flowing, right. <laughs> you know? So there's just a lot of water moving out there. And, um, I just, I could see myself traveling in a rip and I was going down the beach, you know, passing the streets pretty quickly and I was getting closer to, <laughs> excuse me, bless you. It was damn occasion. <laughs> anyway, carry on. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, no worries. I, I, I was getting closer to VFWs and I traveled maybe, oh, it was like seven blocks already. Like Shit. I, yeah. Like I was, I was, I was moving quick. You're going to have a walk back to the car. Yeah. Which minimum. is fine. I'm Best used, case. I'm used to that. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's always part of it. Like, so that's part of surfing OB. You're going to get taken up or down the beach. Yeah. Is it, it the same direction the current goes typically? It, it, it just depends. You know, like when you pile out, it might suck you to the north. And then when you get outside, it'll suck you to the south. <laughs> so it's kind of like this okay. like typewriter thing okay. that's constantly happening. Shping, so you're seven back. blocks deep. Yeah. And, and the, the ways we're, like sucking out pretty hard and when I was out there I just I didn't feel right you know like I I don't know what it was but I I started getting into my head a little bit and it was getting more and more low tide and we were out like you could see waves feathering out like on the third bar which means it was was, there's there's swell you know and the OB is one of those spots where it can be really like tons of energy you know like super powerful and i thought i was sitting on the inside in a good spot you know because i just didn't, didn't want to get caught inside and i'm i'm honestly i'm out of shape i'm not my like normal self right now and here i am surfing ob and it's big and it's not probably not the smartest thing for me to be doing sure. you know but yet i'm like i'm used to it so I'm, I'm comfortable but there's this part of me like you know I can't paddle and dig like I used to, you right. know, not a gazelle in the water sure. <laughs> anymore. Right. And sure enough, this huge set came and I barely made it under the first one. And the next one was just like right on top of me. Yeah. And the thing just, it was, it was top to bottom. It was like a top to bottom wave. And the thing just destroyed me. Yeah. And I just, I got sucked all the way back. Yeah. And I don't let OB do that to me, you know? <laughs> and so I finally made it back out like 30 minutes you. later. Hell yeah. But I was tired and I was getting sucked out to seeing this rip and, I'm, and I just started tripping out a little bit. So yeah. I, I just got a little scared, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm tired. I don't have a lot of energy to paddle through all these rips. And then sure enough, another set just yeah. like destroyed me, yeah. you know? And I thought for sure I was in the right spot yeah. and there was nobody around yeah. and it was like side shore winds. It was bumpy. And I just was like, this is, this is not good. Like I could die out here, you know, like nobody would know. Yeah. You'd be gone. (laughs) And I'd be gone. Yeah. 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 And I just, you know, you get that vibe and that's, you got to trust your instinct. You do. You got to trust your vibe. So did you let that, when you got cleaned up again, did you let it bring you in? Yeah. I just was like, I'm done. You know, like I, 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 
it beat me down. I made it back out the next time. So you know, we're we're still in a good relationship. Totally, OB and I. Good for you. There's something I've never been rattled and ragdolled in, in an OB wave, and the waves I've been ragdolled in. Speaking of, you're talking about being competitive paddling against you know someone like you know they don't know it. Maybe they're competitive with you, but it's a good little motivator. Yeah. Remember um, going out to 26th, mm-hmm. and it was said five to six, and. Uh, and the waves didn't look huge, but for some reason they were like extra, like heavy. If that makes sense, they just oh, yeah. weighed more. Well, yeah, the energy probably behind it, the swell was. Dude, different. yeah, the energy was just different. And I remember these kids with freaking wave storms, but they were like 18, 19, hopped out of their car, and I was like, "All right, cool." We both paddled at the same time, and I, and they freaking, they just skipped my loo, got out there so quick, and I was huffing and puffing, and it was after three or four blasts and where I finally like thought I made it and there was another outside wave that rocked me so hard that flipped and tossed and turned me there's just a different there's it's one thing to do a wipe out and take some tumbles but another where you just feel that velocity grab you by the throat mm-hmm. and just decide it's going to do whatever the hell it wants to you where I just was like and I remember I was out there with a buddy and I remember I was like fuck this like I'm over <laughs> it it's Sunday morning it's like I've been out here probably 35 40 minutes the guys on the freaking parking lot are just watching me kook it up probably laughing their ass off but you're so humbled you're like I will kiss the ground and it was high tide too oh, it was a horrible yeah. timing tide wise and I remember I just let one explosive wave ragged on me I popped up turned around got my belly on my board got on my board on my belly and was like alright I'm just going to let the next wave crash and just take me in and I was going so hot and so fast and I was going right at the cliff I mean the water was up to the steps and I was looking at it and then I finally reached my arm down and like dragged on some sand and just bailed my board and just like did more freaking somersaults and looked up and that like cliff was like right there and I'm like ha I made it okay (laughs) and I remember walking up those steps dude and my knees were clanging this was about a year and a half ago two years ago and my knees were shaking and I remember just I just needed like just to sit you know and then I remember I was thinking so bummed because I was with my buddy who likes to charge kind of big waves not a great surfer but has more like I don't know he wants it more than I do and I remember seeing him come around the corner clinging to that wall down the steps like oh great I didn't fuck up his session either and he walked in he goes I was the most scared I've ever been in surf in my life wow. and I was like oh thank god you know and it wasn't even that heavy it was just two adult kooks and that water had a little special energy to it yeah. but uh you know when it breaks you like that oh, yeah. last time you get rattled you're like yep that's that'll do it <laughs> well right yeah the ocean the ocean is is for real man and and it's one of those things we think we have like so much control right like oh i got this it's no problem and the, the ocean sometimes just nope like yeah. smack down no, you know damn yeah yeah and it, it'll, it'll contort your body like if you're taking a beating like it'll contort your body in ways that you didn't know you could bend exactly <laughs> you know that's the part that's the part that gets me scared yeah are you just like where's that fin you know where's oh, that yeah. fin coming on me you know oh, what I mean totally yeah nothing worse than getting skegged oh yeah <laughs> I mentioned I went out to the lane with my buddy Bucky and it was a it was a solid swell building I was just outgunned man or I don't know not undergunned outgunned or just I shouldn't have been there and uh, that middle peak freaking rocked me so hard so many like three different times and I, I was stubborn I was like alright now I gotta figure it out and then sure as shit outside gadoosh, and finally made it out and then you're just floating out there like dude I was just you know I'm ready to go in, you know. Yeah. And then once it happened one more time, I was like, ah, that's it for me, man. I'm going down to Cowles and I'm just gonna find my way to the parking lot. Well, you got you gotta be comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to have fun. Yeah. That's the whole goal of, yeah. of riding waves, right? Yeah, Having you don't a good feel time. it. Yeah, don't don't go in. And everybody's gonna get themselves in a spot where they 
you know they're uncomfortable or they're like oh maybe i shouldn't be out here you know and yeah i don't know it's it's it happens to the best of us final question before i let you go and head north to this earthquake game have you taken in any of the third season of mandalorian yes i actually watched it last night all right yeah. episode one uh, the third episode oh cool I think. right yeah. on yeah. what do you think you know what um it's pretty cool it's pretty cool right yeah yeah, yeah. i so growing up watching how things used to be filmed yeah. and how things are filmed today mm. um i feel like the way like cameras are too good these days mm. you know and, and here this is supposed to be kind of like this sci-fi thing and i'm a huge star wars fan i love star wars and you know i appreciate that they're putting all this content you know star wars content out there you know all these stories and i you know you, you gotta love Boba Fett and Mandalorian, all the all, you know, all these guys, and and but I watch it sometimes, and and I and from an artistic perspective, yeah. I mean they do such a good job with so many things, but there's there's this like fake kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know, like just with the the photography of it. But you must have a really kick-ass television. It's it's yeah, it's 4K a, or yeah, uh, it might be yeah. I I I don't. It's it's. Are you saying like? Because I remember this watching Mad Men once, not on my TV, but there's that sheen. Of your TV, that's like what do they call it? The third is it the third wall? Uh, where where you where you it separates you from the from the from the art, right? Like you, mm. it takes. Yeah, I don't know. It's immersive, called. right? I think it's called the breaking the third wall. Or it's like okay, in a play, if the guy turns and talks to the audience, all of a sudden he's breaking. I think it's the third wall. Forgive me. I don't know. Yeah. But no, I remember I watching Don Draper talk to his wife, and I showed up. Uh, I was playing music at a guy's house, and he had just it was HD was new, relatively new, like it was just, and I remember like. It was, HD wasn't brand new, but it was like 4K or some new technology, and I could see the makeup on her face, and and there it was like all of a sudden it looked it looked like I was watching two people acting, mm -hmm. whereas I wasn't immersed in the in the drama. Right? Is that right. what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 really there's there's moments where it's just too crystal clear, yeah. you know, and, and and I attribute that to the the photography though, and the way that they're they're producing it, you know, and and I just I found myself several times last night just stepping back, going like, stop paying attention to that stuff, like pay attention to the stories, stop looking at like how they're they're building this whole thing, you know, like, so I, you know, I just was I just was like, okay, like just try to enjoy the story, dude. Yeah. This is you know, this is like you're learning Star Wars history right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because it takes place prior to episode four or whatever. Right, yeah. Or episode yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my boys, we all watched it. All four of us watched it last night, the first two episodes. And my impression was that it seemed more Return of the Jedi-ish, like a little more cutie, mm -hmm. you know, cutie pie, which is fine because Daniel is so into it. You know, Grogu's cute as beans. And then and then I actually, in episode two, they actually had actual puppets, uh, those little guys that were fixing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so that was kind of like a throwback, which that, I appreciated. Too. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, there's a lot of neat things in there. You know, it's you cool. see some like old characters from like the original Star Wars in there, or at least like the, the species of that particular, yeah. you know, alien character whoever they yeah. are yeah you know, yeah so that stuff's kind of neat oh, you yeah. know and that intro too where they flash past all the different um helmets oh, and i love that man that's one of the coolest intros to a brand i've ever seen i really i really dig that yeah well i'm i'm into how people do their like introduction whether it be for a movie or for a tv mm -hmm. uh like narcos they they do yeah. like a really cool intro uh, I don't know. There's a period in my life where I was like, oh, I want to get into motion graphics, yeah. you know, and like do that for a living. But okay, uh, that's a different life. <laughs> well, Roco.com. Um, 
loscatoshigh.edu sanjoseearthquakes.com <laughs> .net.org <laughs> we got all your URLs in yeah. I don't know what else to say it's always nice to have you on and, yeah. um, thanks for having me man yeah, I nice appreciate to have it you, brother. we love you man thank you for coming yeah. on thank you Thank you.